Hey, Columbus. Welcome back to the Columbus cast. Thanks for tuning in. Yay. Episode nine. Yes, we're here. We're so excited. We're just getting started. So don't think that episode nine means anything. It just means we're just going to keep going. And we're counting. We're counting up. We're glad you're sticking around. Practicing our counting. Yeah. So before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to give a few shout outs. We have a few very like awesome followers or listeners, whatever you want to identify yourselves as. The first being my Aunt Meg. So she actually lives in New York City. Well, she lives in New Jersey, but she she works in New York City. And she's super awesome. And she enjoys listening to our podcast every week. I don't know if she's... I don't know if you've ever been to Columbus, Aunt Meg. I know you have cousins out here, but... It just means a lot to me that she's like, and she's, um, she's a producer for a established media company. I'll just oh, say cool. that. So the fact that she and her husband's a, a movie director. So like just super, super awesome. I'm glad to have those fans. And apparently we're entertaining enough that, that people don't even care about Columbus. They're just, they just want to hear They're just talk. in it for us. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tavia, if you're listening, thanks for telling a friend. Yeah. We, I heard, we heard that, uh, you, heard us say well i witnessed it right julia witnessed you telling a friend after we asked you guys to tell a friend so super exciting i also wanted to throw a shout out out there to morgan for keeping it real with us with what's going on in franklinton and keeping us honest about like our reviews and assessments so it's always nice to get feedback so thanks thanks for that and then our parents yay our biggest mom and dad (laughs) who also both don't sets of parents don't Don't live in in columbus But I think that we've, like, really changed people's minds and hearts about Columbus, you know? Yeah. We're, like, bringing something a little little extra to it. I like to think we're in enough. Yeah, definitely. That's good background noise. The last shout-out I wanted to give is to the Columbus crew. Shout-out to the Columbus crew. I went to my first crew game this past weekend, and they won. So I was told um, by a few people that I need to continue going back so that they keep winning. Oh, yeah, because they're, like, on a losing streak. Yeah, they weren't doing great. So it was exciting to see them win for sure. Um, definitely interesting in soccer because the clock is like so made up. It almost feels yeah, like yeah. That's what when I was watching the women's with the World women's cup, cup, it does. They do the same thing. So like they don't ever stop the clock. So like yeah, if but you then s- they'll add time at the end for injuries the, and for injuries and like other breaks, especially because when I went last week, we had like our mini heat wave. It was like the even though they played at night, the temperature like the index was so high. So they had hydration breaks, which is, like, not something that normally happens during soccer. So every, like, half an hour or something, they're like, we're going to take a hydration break for the refs and the players. Like, thank you for your understanding. And we all were, like, making jokes in the stands. Like, okay, everybody chug. Like, it was it was funny. But um, they add time back on at the end of the game. And it's weird because they don't show the clock. They only show the clock to like the players. They have yeah. a clock on the field, but they don't show the, the crowd. Oh, and there was a bunch of guys like that were Brazilian behind me and they're all like huge soccer fans. And they were saying it's so that the crowd doesn't see the clock and see something happen, you know, like right when they stop the clock and say like, Oh wait, you need to count that. Cause so it's more so like the refs just kind of like decide when the game's over, which I'm like, this kind of feels kind of like, made up yeah. soccer to me like okay we like got yeah I, far don't, enough. I don't quite get that part of soccer like i i appreciate not having or having a running clock and not right. having those constant stoppages or those right it is kind of nice and everything yeah that was like the, my favorite part of watching soccer yeah but then i mean i haven't watched it but i was like watching the women's world cup like final game mm-hmm. it gets to the last it counts down to like zero and you're like 
yeah, but actually they have five more minutes left. So it exactly. doesn't feel as like satisfying. Right. It's not me. like this clean finish, especially if there's like a draw or like a tie. But I mean, it still is super interesting. And so if you guys are out there and you're listening and you haven't been to a crew game, there's a few left this season. And even though we saved the crew, we still need your support. So go ahead and head out there. It's super interesting. And then you can you can say when the new stadium's finally built, you can be like, I went to the old stadium. Yeah. I remember I how they did it at the old stadium. The, yeah, the new, the the old, well, the current stadium doesn't have like Wi-Fi or anything like that. And I was like, oh, the new stadium can be so much better. I feel like once it's done, it'll be so oh, nice. Oh, I bet it'll be pretty cool. No, I'm not. No shade to the current one. It's all great. Well, when we were at the Clippers <laughs> game and we were walking around, I was shocked at how many different stadiums the Clippers have played in. Really? How yeah, because there was like oh, that it has whole their wall history where on the had wall. like Neil Stadium and. Um, Cooper Stadium and all this other stuff. And yeah. I was like, how have they had so many? Like, right. In the span of like a hundred years. It's- That's crazy that they've even played that long. But, um, we went to, Di- Julia and I went to Diamond Dog Night last night. And not only did we, between four people, put down 15 hot dogs. I was really disappointed. Julia only ate two. I'm, I'm so, going like, to just throw under the bus. Myself up. She's not invited be- to any more Diamond Dog Nights. I will be better next time. But so the Clipper or the Clippers game sold out and it was standing room only and I was surprised by how many people actually stayed. Like it was a really good game. It was a beautiful well, night. It was well it wasn't a really good this is the thing is they the draw the, the seventh was good. They draw the audience, but they no, because they lost. Yeah, but remember they almost made that comeback? They scored like three runs. Yeah, that's like what that's like their theme is like they almost come back and then they lose. So I don't know. It's interesting that they can like draw such a large crowd, which like really speaks to their entertainment and like their um their stadium and facilities. Uh, baseball is just to go. It's really fun. Like watch. I absolutely loved it. I had a great time. I'm glad I would definitely I mean that was my second game of the season and I'll keep going back. But yeah, I'll go back again and eat more hot dogs because I'm I'm very disappointed in my hot right. dog. So if Kristen's listening, she's totally gonna make fun of me for only eating two hot dogs. And that's just that's just embarrassing. Is Kristen on my the part. one who ate ten hot dogs one time because she no, just had a dollar? No, she's the one who just thinks that like you should be able to eat a lot of hot dogs. Oh yeah. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. So, oh, and the, the, the best part is that for the rest of the night, everything, cause the hot dog was only 10 cents. So like everything, the currency was hot dogs. So like I bought a bottle of water and it was $4. I'm like, this cost me 40 hot dogs. Which is just crazy. When you think, think about. about it. Like this cost me 40 hot dogs. Or like you buy a new car and you're like, that was probably like 2 million hot dogs. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you think, do you like, that's crazy to think about. So crazy. Nuts. So uh, give me an update on a uh, restaurant week. Anyway, it. yeah. So you, ma- it was a good restaurant week. Um, we made it out to two. So we went to Cafe Istanbul in Dublin, which is, I've heard like really nice things about it. And I sort of was expecting it to be, um, like similar to Maza or something like that, but it yeah. was a lot fancier, like a lot more sophisticated. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I heard it was like nicer. It was like sit down, very formal. And the guy who helped us, like the waiter was so into like the experience and he wanted to like provide for you and he wanted to like explain everything to you and he was like very oh, that's nice very not like and i feel like that's part of the experience i think that they i've heard from people i've heard from like iranians and other middle easterners that it's a very authentic experience when you go to cafe istanbul so there's actually a couple sitting behind us that lived in tennessee but the guy said he grew up in istanbul from the ages of like 8 to 15 and he said it's like exactly like being back he's like everything is the same and like the food is so homey and authentic to him so um that was really good and then we also went to condado shout out to condado 
It was just regular what you would expect. I mean, the seven layer dip I was like not impressed with, which really? it's not even, I thought that the seven layer dip was just special for restaurant week, but it's actually on their like July menu. menu. So, I mean, it's Condado. You know exactly what to expect. You leave like so full that you can't eat for a day. And it was a good deal, like for $15, getting a margarita, a taco, and um, an appetizer. And according to 614, they had over 7,500 entries for the grand prize of, of this um, restaurant week. So they're donating $2,000 to Pelotonia. So thanks everyone who participated because that's awesome. And if you miss this restaurant week, <laughs> Julia, <laughs> you next can go. There's two, there's two a year. So the next one is January 20th through 25th, 2020, which is so crazy. It's going to be 2020. So yeah, it was a good restaurant week. And I have, I actually have a lot of other restaurant news. So last week, while you all were out eating and enjoying restaurant week, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, I can't wait to tell everyone. So the first is there's a new restaurant coming to campus Clintonville area. It's moving into the um, building where Buffalo Exchange used to be right on High Street. So it's right next to Hound Dogs. So anyway, the place that's moving in there is called High on Sugar. So it's like a play on words because it's going to be on High High Street, right? So it's going to have ice cream, cake, and live comedy. And it's scheduled to open in September. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they like execute it and see if it goes well or not. Because one, that space is kind of weird. Like it was a consignment store and now it's going to be I don't know. It'll Almost be, like a theater. Yeah. And my, um, one of my colleagues had a really good point that like to eat ice cream or cake takes like five minutes yeah. and then to just like hang out and stay for comedy is like kind of weird. I mean, maybe if they're doing like short bit comedy, maybe they're doing like things, that but are- it would have to be like clean comedy if you're going to take your family. Yeah, it'll be, or whether they just and, have like comedy shows or comedy nights. I'm interested and, like, to see how this goes. And like who's their audience because they're like right on high street like in between campus and clintonville so like Mm -hmm. i feel like campus you're gonna get college students and clintonville you're gonna get young like young adults Adults. you're not really gonna get like families necessarily so it'll be interesting like no clue i think prior to prior to this like the high on sugar they had like a business out of their home they never had like a Mm in-store location so they're not even doing the food truck thing they're just going straight to brick and mortar so all the best to them we'll keep our eye on that but they are scheduled to open in september right now exciting i'm like i feel like that's a really nice idea to have a um restaurant paired with kind of something else yeah like it's just the same thing as like a bar arcade right like but those are cool because it's like something different yeah it's something to do like there's only so many times you can go out to eat and and then just be like okay i'm going home now or like i'm going to a movie whatever there's only so much conversation you can make right and sometimes you don't want to go out and like go for drinks like sometimes you want to go out and like do something different so Mm -hmm. super nice so in the uh there's a lot of competition in the ice cream market in Columbus, surprisingly so this actually this um ice creamery or ice parlor whatever you want to call it opened this past week so it opened like mid-july but it's called creamed c-r-m-d so millennial it's so that's exactly their that's exactly like their mission so according to their website they say they're an exclusive and hype ice cream experience hype ice cream experience. that's like verbatim that's like from their website they are this ex- is like um gravity all over again. i know so literally I, I don't know if anyone out there is going to understand this reference but from snl like a couple years ago when bill Hader was on he would do weekend update and he would be this character named stefan who would have like the fake tattoo sleeves and like the shirt over the, the hottest club and he'd be is. like the hottest club in new york is beds and cats like he would just make sh- like make stuff up and um so i feel like this is me being stefan like the hottest new ice cream parlor in columbus is creamed, creamed. 
It's an exclusive and hype experience, delivering unique styles and desserts. We ensure customer satisfaction with a high level of service in a trendy fashion. Like their whole yeah. thing is being Instagram worthy. So I've already seen my my feed has already like exploded with this. I know. I really want to go try it sometime. So this they have. Yeah, we almost went last night actually, but they have. Like they have this thing called the puffle, which is an egg shaped egg waffle. And it's really popular in like Japan. Yeah. It's yeah. like an Asian, sure. an Asian thing. And usually I was reading about it a little bit. So the puffle is usually served like plain or with like jam or something like that. And it's served hot, but they, I guess they pour it and they put it in and to like give you an idea of what it looks like, it kind of looks like bubble, bubble wrap. wrap. Yeah. Bubble wrap. It's like big and puffy. Um, and their ice creams are super pigmented pigmented yeah they have a black vanilla flavor that's like with made with activated charcoal and all of their flavors are like so neon like they're so bright i bet like they have yeah and just looking at the decor from what i've seen on instagram it's, right it's very much it's like edgy yeah it's, it's like very trying to edgy. push the boundary it's have you seen like the really neon cool. sign they have that says like get licked or whatever yeah and yeah. Then there's i forget what their back wall looks like they have it's black and it has like yeah so they're and it's like the couple that that opened it they're from columbus but they moved to like la or san fran they moved to california for seven years mm-hmm. and they're like we gotta do this something. seems like a very california right. thing but like, I, I saw this and instantly was like this is giving me la vibes it almost made me think of fox and snow how they like like the one person was new columbus york. new york right new york and then they like like oh we got to bring new york to so i mean columbus is just becoming your melting pot and i feel like ice cream is now like the trendy new thing like jenny started jenny's there was an article um she's been doing what she's been doing for 20 years now 25 years something Mm -hmm. like that and there's that new ice cream place in short north dolce vita that we talked about a couple weeks ago and then there's like the churro truck. You got diamonds. You got Johnsons. Yeah, I mean some of those have been around for Graders. a while. I know, but I'm but just I saying like, like there's these, a lot like, trendy, of trendy, trendy places are just five dollar ice cream scoops. Mm-hmm. They are like using organic ingredients and using the trend. What I'm struck, they don't have like a celery juice flavor. Oh my god, all that the, would like, be Instagrammers are an avocado toast flavor. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But avocado ice cream is really good. It but, is. I Diamonds mean, has like, a really good one. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is almost like the frozen yogurt trend yeah. from back in back in the day. Right. I don't think like Columbus really went through because when I moved to Columbus, that was like at the kind of the peak season of, of it. And there was Fro-Yo. only like two frozen yogurt places. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I... I can get down with this. I really love ice cream. I can't remember the last time I've gone more than like three days without yeah, ice cream. Yeah, you can never go wrong with, unless like you're lactose intolerant, in which case Jenny's makes tons of dairy-free yeah. flavors. Even then, like, have you ever met like a lactose intolerant person that like... Doesn't eat ice cream. That doesn't eat ice cream. It's always like, I'm lactose intolerant. I just need to take my I just take four and lactate eat, like, and then I have ice cream. Yeah, exactly. And, I- <laughs> and then it's like, now I'm just going to eat a whole like double cheese pizza and ice cream, but I'm right. lactose intolerant. Right. That's me. So it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Called um, out. So actually it's interesting that we're talking about all these like trendy things that are coming to Columbus because the dispatch posted an article kind of just talking about like what columbus people want to see next come to columbus so their reference was shake shack and how now we have a shake shack we're getting a second one pretty soon opening up in short north Mm -hmm. so now what like what do we want next we kind of seem to be like a city that's in demand and so we have a little bit of ability now to say okay hey listen there's enough of a population that wants this and we have a little bit of pull so there you can go in and um you can 
reply to the dispatch article and say like if there's something that you want. I mean, don't say an in and out because we're not we're not going there. <laughs> in and out is staying on the west coast, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, but, I, I would agree with that. I don't I don't need an in and out. Right. Yeah. So you can go to dispatch if you have a subscription or you haven't you know exceeded your monthly allowance yet. <laughs> Just open it in new browser. Yeah, we'll tweet it out. So um oh shout out our Twitter is now at Columbus cast. Yes. We took back. We finally the fixed handle it. and we, we have it. So now all of our um, social media is all Columbus cast. Yeah. We can just take a little intermission here and say, if you are not following us on social media, we're doing cool things. So make sure to follow us at Columbus cast on any of your favorite social medias. Good place to just get a little bit of news every single day. Yeah. You just see like what's happening or like if there, we try and go to a lot of things that we talk about. So, you know, we'll always always Instagram. Like I was at Lincoln social a little while back and that was my first time there. And so like, I was just put some pictures up. Yeah. So, so follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Talk to the disp request cool things for the dispatch. I can't think of anything like I'm dying to have here right now. That isn't a low, like a very local place. Yeah. Elsewhere. I think part of what makes Columbus so unique is that like we do have local stuff. Yeah, we have some, but they're now like turning into change. Right. Yeah. Like when you go to DC and you're like, wait, Jenny is, hmm, I thought that was just for us. (laughs) When I went to Chicago and my one friend was like, you have to try Jenny's. And I'm like, Uh, excuse you. (laughs) I'm sorry. We invented Jenny's. We, that's ours. Right. Yeah. But to your point, Julia, I agree. I don't know like what exactly I'd want to see here next. I can't really think of anything. I want to see something new that I haven't seen before. You want like more stuff that draws people to Columbus? I want more like local, different things. I guess we want I don't. I don't you. know what I want because I'm not a creative uh, guru, guru, yeah, business idea person. But, but soon, soon you will be. Soon, soon day. we'll be like out here investing and all of that. So, so speaking of things around Columbus, I saw this article in Columbus Monthly that made a lot of really good points, just talking about the city in general. They're saying how Shore North, Easton and Bridge Park are like always on our tongues. We're always saying, oh, these are like the buzz spots. They're always being built out Mm -hmm. and they're all like replicas of each other. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the whole point of this Columbus Monthly article was that why aren't we talking about downtown? Like, why is downtown not like a hip happening place? Like, hip and I don't, happening. I don't mean like Italian or German village. I'm talking about like state house area downtown. Because everything closes at like. That's exactly their point. So like the first thing is it's business district. So if people are there, they're there nine to five during the weekday. And there was a lot of, they, they talked to, it was a really long in-depth article. So definitely go, we'll tweet it, go check it out. Um, but they were talking about restaurants and they were saying like the number one thing that really keeps people after hours is like having good restaurants. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of restaurants that come in and out of downtown because it's cheap. It's like really easy real estate. It's just a matter of having a business model that works like well enough to keep people down there. And okay. So they were just talking about what restaurants are really like available downtown. And there's Veritas, which is in one of the old banks downtown. I'm talking about like Gay Street, really. Well, like in that general area, like if you go to um, like a show at mm-hmm. Ohio Theater, which is and right by the State House, like I remember looking for something to eat. It's um, hard. There's it's few hard. and far between. Like you have Same to go. Same with like the Palace. There's really like you. Condado is kind of like Condado is one. Like you have a few breweries the down there. Right. But you, if you really want like decent food, you have to go sort of like a mile radius outside of, Mm -hmm. I had this problem just the other day. So that was like one main point that they were getting to. But according to this article, there's more than $400 million in construction projects currently happening in downtown and an additional 
2.1 billion have been like proposed. Wow. According to um, a report published in February. So it's like this whole revitalization thing is happening. But another good point that this article made is that downtown, it's like big. So where there have been places, um, the, the arena district had like the nationwide reality investors. Crawford Hoyt was the one building Bridge Park out. There was Georgetown Co. and Steiner and Associates that was creating Easton with like Les Wexner. I can't say his name, Les Wexner and all these people like that. So there have been like a few big investors to come into downtown, but there hasn't been like one sole effort to coordinate everything and just Mm -hmm. like sort of go and make it happen. So super interesting. I think that it's like on the list for Columbus and I think a revitalized downtown. They've done such a beautiful job with like the Scioto Mile and they have so many events down there and what's the one restaurant that's right by the river uh milestone Mile- 229 exactly milestone 229 so like the opportunity is there it's just a matter of getting everyone together and like putting everyone on the same page and just sort of like going yeah so I it'll, know it'll happen time. it'll definitely happen but i feel like every city has that area that's like mostly business and it's yep. closed after five because like dc nothing around the national mall is- yeah is open after right. five so but it's yeah. interesting to me that a mile from the short north so you think some of these like up-and-coming places would mm-hmm. potentially try to go there where they're just reach, right still close enough that like i would go down there i go down to downtown in a heartbeat because parking parking yes i was literally i was like just gonna take the words off of your tongue like we went to a thing in short north this past weekend and parking was just ridiculous and i'm like i don't even want to come like we were 15 minutes late because we couldn't find parking but downtown it's so easy you just yeah, pop out there's a meter right there throwing a couple quarters right and you're done because there's just regularly available yeah it's still paid but because no one's down there, parking yeah. is decent. So, I mean, if I was a restaurant, I'd be looking to do something like that. Yeah. And right now, I'm sure, like, property is way way cheaper, which is another reason why it's a good investment. Um, if you think about it, I was having this conversation with my coworker the other day. If you think about, like, property in a city, it will go up in value. It always will go up in value because mm-hmm. you buy it and you can't build out. Like, that's it. That piece of property that you have, that's all that's left. Yeah. But if you buy something, like, in the suburbs or something, you can just build another one right next to it. So you're not, like, limited by that space restriction. So that's why, like, no matter if it's like a short-term investment or a long-term investment, something in a downtown area will eventually flip. Yeah. So definitely something to consider. Well, I mean, not even home buyers, just, you know, investors, you know, if any angel investors happen to be listening to the podcast, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Although if you're an angel investor, you'd probably already know that. You don't yeah. need my, You don't need to hear it from me. To... Yeah. I actually have some more um, updates about Easton, but I kind of forgot to we'll get to that when we get to construction updates okay so getting into sports but they're more like construction dates that's that's okay that's what we're here for it's fine so finally after years and years and years of wi-fi being invented they're finally putting wi-fi in the and it's not that i'm like i feel like i need to have wi-fi when i'm at a football game right in one regard it was annoying ball games and like the amount of tv timeouts and the amount of like breaks they take yeah it gets a little long and you do want to check twitter and see 
what else is going on. I can imagine because there's so many people there, like there's no service. Yeah. So this is what I was going to say. The good thing about Wi-Fi in the stadium is it was so annoying on game day is you would not have any service. It wasn't a Wi-Fi thing. It was like a service problem. So trying to get in contact with your friends on game day, like, hey, where are you? Trying to coordinate meetup spots. Like that was a known fact that you needed to do that before like an hour before kickoff, essentially. You need to have that coordinated. Like, at, if you were going to do something after the game, it needed to be set, done, because right. you're and not going to hear hand from anybody. You forget by the time the game ends, because, yeah. like, you can't it's get like a hold of me. living back in uh, 1980 or something. <laughs> uh, but that's exciting. And, of course, naturally, these Wi-Fi boxes, they kind of have them installed on the handrails oh, throughout wow. the stadium. Naturally, they have a nice big Ohio State logo on them. Perfect. It's very we like that. very done, because it's all gray. It looks... It looks really good. So cool. Way to go, OSU. Attention to detail as always. Yeah. Um, hopefully, all be about able to that g- customer experience. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to a game at some point this year. That'd be cool. Yeah, I haven't been to one since um, Ohio State beat Michigan in overtime. My you don't want to break your like and, record. Of- well, that was just like you could not have gone to a better game. So every time I'm about to go to a football game, I think about. Like, I could end my football experience on this win, and I would just be so... End it on a high note. Yeah, you know, you end it on a back. high note, but then again, I I can't stay away for much longer. Um, in other sports news, Cooper Stadium, which is the abandoned stadium that uh, I almost said Huntington used to play in, that the Clippers <laughs> used to play in before yeah. Huntington Park was built, they are turning that into apartments oh my gosh <laughs> which honestly sounds kind of cool i don't know if they're gonna i would like try to see to how that's gonna happen some of the structure because they said they're also gonna put in restaurant space and everything so i would hope they kind of try to use the old stadium in form right. to either make part of the structure make the like restaurant a restaurant area or just or keep something just to it. keep it because i think that'd be so cool yeah but um i'm guessing they'll probably just demolish everything and use the land it's possible who knows that there remind- wasn't too much information on it yet it just okay. came out that reminds me of a time that it wasn't in columbus but there was like an old shopping mall that got converted into apartments like micro apartments which sounds creepy but like they did it really well so you know there it's I, it's possible to do it in a good like a way that makes it look good. I love buildings that were built for one, like, really specific use, yeah. and you can tell, but were turned into something else. So, That's, like, like, such a trend. There's, like, like factories turned into coffee shops or breweries yeah. or, like, schoolhouses turned into apartments. Like, mm-hmm. it is always very, very cool to me. I love it. So I I hope they do something like that. Um, and it's in a kind of cool location. So yeah. I'm not, like, super mad about this one yet. But, like, who knows? Maybe when they come out and they're like, we're demolishing everything and it's going to be luxury apartments. And they're all going to cost a million dollars. Yeah, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay. And then in my last my last sports update is Kevin from The Office is throwing out the first pitch on Friday. At the Clippers game? At the Clippers game. Awesome. And originally I thought it was because they were playing Scranton. Mm-hmm. Because when we ga- went to the game yesterday, they were playing Scranton. Right, I was but like, they're... Oh, funny. Like, it's like Kevin from The Office, which is based in Scranton, throwing out the first pitch against Scranton. But they're not even playing Scranton on Friday. But it is office night at Huntington Park. So if you're into that... That'd be kind of cool. I wonder yeah. what else they'll do besides Kevin. There's like probably some a rumor cool that he will like spill chili on the mound or something. But I think <laughs> that's like that'd be really hard to clean up. Yeah, so. I don't think they would let that happen. Maybe, Maybe fake like chili. Fake chili. Yeah, I'd like to see him like run against the hot dogs. That'd be hilarious. Or instead of like the hot dog race, they do like um, the office remember, race. Yeah, remember when the office? Have you seen the office? 
Let's pretend I have. Wow. We're going to get to that later. Um, but when they did the 5K for like rabies, oh. <laughs> I'd like to see them recreate that. That sounds hilarious. That was a good episode. Yeah. Those are, those are my non-sports sports updates. Gotcha. Well, thanks for that. We had a few up earlier on. So I'm just going to jump into politics real quick here. I'm just going to dip my pinky toe in the pond. Um, and I want to say just a quick note regarding like – international and like national politics right now so i know that this is something that like we don't like every day in our lives we don't normally talk about but in college i learned about like privilege and i learned about it in like many different senses and i feel like one sense of privilege is like having a platform or an ability or access to something that another person doesn't Mm -hmm. have and since we have this like podcast it's you know a privilege that i have and like we have listeners and so i feel like we like need to like condone we do not approve of the current administration's like racist just actions or words and because we have this platform i just wanted to say that i don't think that's political in any sense of the way i think racism is bad and trump is a bad guy so i just want to make sure we're all on the same page here but coming back more to local politics like cooling off for a second um there were a couple weeks ago we talked about the budget the ohio state budget and it finally passed on July 18th. I so feel it, like that's way quicker than I expected. That's only like three weeks over. But remember how it was? It was like the first time in like 30 years or oh, whatever that they had passed it late. Ohioans so, are always on time, <laughs> which is not a thing. But Julia keeps saying it, so maybe if you if keep we saying it, it all come true. That's what they would say. Ohioans, Ohioans are always on time. DM us if you want some Columbus cast merch. DM us, or it would say something about like construction or weather. What I don't know. That'd be hilarious. There's lots of options, but yeah. I like Ohio. DM us, DM us your favorite. Like, what would you, for a low, low cost, what would you purchase that <laughs> says Columbus <laughs> cast on it? Um, so, but just some high level things from the Ohio state budget there, there was a tax cut and they eliminated the bottom two tiers, um, of like the tax classes. So now the, the, the income tax will be shaved back 4% for Ohio, Ohioans across the board which will save someone this is really funny this example if someone was making $35,000 a year you'll save $29 in taxes. Well, cool, shout out. Um <laughs> and then someone making $125,000 a year would save $164. But they did eliminate the bottom two tax brackets, so anyone making less than $21,750 a year will not pay any state income tax. I mean, like it seems like such a number to save, but think about it. Twenty nine dollars, twenty nine hundred hot dogs. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out. There. I think that that's so valid. I'm so glad we have Julia here to just put things in perspective <laughs> for you. <laughs> the math over here. Wow. Um, and I just did like a little bit of research because I was curious myself to know like poverty line, and so I think the last statistics I could find were in 2017, but the Ohio poverty line for a single person, it changes depending on how many people are in your household, um, was between 18,000 and 24,000. So the fact that they're eliminating tax on like two, like basically 22,000 is right in the middle of like the poverty line. So that kind of makes sense. If you're living Mm -hmm. in or below poverty, like you shouldn't be paying taxes. You should be benefiting from the system is how it should work. Okay. So (laughs) that being said, there were a few other things that happened with this most recent tax pass or not, sorry, budget pass. And it was a two year 
to your thing. So in the state of Ohio, they are increasing the tobacco and vaping purchase age to 21. Right. So that's a new thing that's happening. I don't think it's going into effect until at least 2020 because, again, we just speculate about everything. <laughs> um, and then there was also some money in a new um, H2 Ohio fund to pay for environmental protection measures against Lake Erie and other waterways. So those were like the really, really high high level things they were um they like i said they passed it 17 days past the constitutional deadline but like that's still pretty fast for government um and they approved a two-year operational budget including tax cuts educational reforms and changes to healthcare. so that's like the high level what you're getting so i just want to talk about that give that a shout out also the um nuclear plant bailout that i talked about like the very beginning of the podcast finally finally passed it's going to be something like there's going to be like a less than $1 tax on residents and it's the um the nuclear plants are going to get like a couple million dollars each and it will actually end up benefiting some coal plants as well and it did change some of the environmental like air re- regulations like CO2 emission regulations which is a bummer but um that's what happened so there's not really much we can do about that there the other thing last thing that i have for like local politics is shout out to this this club called the Columbus Metropolitan Club. They are, I haven't ever been to any of their events, but they're a 503, 50C3 organization and they have weekly town hall style events and forums to help people come to. They have like politicians, they have business people just around Columbus and they're just like a forum for everyone to come and talk. So they have almost a thousand and a half members of various like ages, professions all over. And they seem, you can, I follow them on Instagram, which is why I think they're awesome. It's just, they have their events downtown at like noon on Wednesdays or something. It's like not convenient to get to, but they're super awesome. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Right. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to get into our dresser in minutes? Oh, what's our favorite segment, Julia? Construction. Construction update. Um, so basically, what what isn't being constructed? In what Columbus? isn't being constructed? There isn't a lot that's not being constructed in Columbus. So pretty interestingly, Easton Mall just turned 20. They were founded in, can I do math? 1999? I was about to be like, I'm 20. So what's when we were born? <laughs> no, you're not 20, Julia. I'm not 20. 1999, <laughs> I want to say. And they interviewed um, Le- Lex about it, the biz the biz journal did and he's like i don't care about the last 20 years i'm not about to do some like look behind i'm more about like what are people going to say in the next 20 years when we yeah. look back like 40 years he's like he's not looking back he's looking ahead so Which is probably good because yeah malls out. are dying so um it's super interesting i mean les is getting super old so i think he's like starting to think about legacy but there are six new re- retailers that have been confirmed that are going to the new the new space. the new build which they're coming along with that. It's going to be done the other day. And yeah, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. So there's $500 million of expansion happening in Easton Town Center in Columbus. The retailers are 40 Deuces Cafe and Speakeasy, which someone had a point of saying, like, why would you call it a speakeasy? The whole point is, like, you don't know where a speakeasy is. But anyway, there's going to be Our House Furniture. Pins Mechanical is moving in there. The Beeline. Um, the Forbidden Root Restaurant. And brewery and then crimson cup which i'm super hyped about like they i feel like they don't have enough location so that's really cool and then it just says like how big everything is but there's also apartments coming so the expansion of 
Easton will encompass 140,000 square feet of new retail and restaurant space, 125,000 square feet of office space, and 750 residential units. So those are all set to open in 2019 and early 2020. And again, that's co-developed by the Georgetown Co. L Brands and Steiner and Associates. Yeah, that's awesome. So they're making like a mixed-use developmental space. I, I was super interested to hear that they're putting more apartments over there because there are like a surprisingly small Little amount of out. apartments in Houston. Like I really see that being like a good use of space. Mm-hmm. And then the office space too isn't surprising because there's a lot, there's actually a lot of office space in Easton when you think about like all the different things that are headquartered here. Like yeah. there's a Chase, there's an L Brands, there's a VSP, Huntington, Huntington City, what's um, the Abbott, Abbott, Alliance Data. There's just like a lot around here. Yeah. So I, I think that makes sense that there's more coming. So that's my Easton update. Also, congrats to Easton for number one retail space in America. That was voted on by someone I've never heard, some sort of organization you've never heard. For sure. You know, the Retail Society of America. But either way, I saw this article shared on (laughs) Facebook. It is probably the best mall I've ever been to. Yeah, I mean, it has everything. Well, and the one article I was reading about it, and I think the spot on, is they said it was shopping malls because there's so much detail. I mean, think about Christmas, all the lights and space. It's about the experience. Yeah, everything. It's evident that they really did think that whole thing through. Yeah, so... Go Easton. We're, we're proud of you, Easton. Okay. Do you want to do another uh, quick construction update on uh, our... It's funny because we went from a construction update that's kind of backed by a huge like Columbus company to mm-hmm. another one because Grandview Yard Grandview is Yard is owned by Nationwide. Nationwide. They own the apartment. They like all of Grandview Yard is including the, Mar- the Giant Eagle Market District, which I think is funny that like an insurance company would own a or like franchise a grocery store, but... Anything for the dollar bills. Well, I mean, like, I guess a lot of companies have been doing that. They invest in estate because yeah. L Brands and Nationwide and I can't think of any more right Hunting- now. Huntington. I mean, yeah, it definitely is something that's popular. So so what's happening in uh, Grandview? Well, if you drive around there, you'll see they're building a lot of residential units. A lot More? Of- yeah, more. Because the I majority mean, of Grandview Yard is just apartments Yeah, that's, now. The, that's what I was about to say. I was like, which is crazy to think about because a lot of it is residential already yeah the one cool thing is they are building a lot of like single family homes oh cool which is a nice change of pace yeah especially because columbus does kind of have the land to do that right um and now that i've lived in like a house i never go back to an apartment yeah yard is so nice right um but they are starting to put in different shops and different little retail states so right across the street from the um giant eagle market district is the new like it's a small little facility, but it has like an OBGYN, oh, a wow. chocolate place. Everything a woman could want. Exactly. I was like, that seems like the perfect trip. Like, go It to- seems like the perfect place to like have a family. Yeah. Like that's what they're right there. encouraging. I don't know. Cause there's a, either way, Grandview is pretty cool. I need- Grandview hop is maybe I'll oh, yeah, Grandview hop. go this walk weekend. through it. Yes, it is. You want to talk about other things happening in Other Columbus? things happening this weekend. It's the fair The fair week. starts today. I love the fair. I love the butter sculptures. I love all the different fried food. Right. I haven't actually ever been to this. That, is, is it the Ohio State Fair? Yes, it's the Ohio State so, Fair. So yeah. this is where all the best of the best livestock. Gotcha. To Ohio oh, State for fair. sure. Like 4-H and everything? Yeah. Yeah, we got it on lock. I am very excited. I'm hopefully going to try to go this weekend. If it degrees, even if it is 800 degrees, I will be there. Because You'll be melting with the butter yeah, sculptures. Yeah, I mean, it's $10 a deal. 
Yeah. Get to see some animals. Right. They always have a pregnant cow. Oh, yeah. They always have multiple pregnant cows. Yeah. Do they have, like, a cow pen with all the... You can go watch a cow be born? Yeah. Type of situation? Or you see one that's just born. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's super awesome. When I was at the crew game last weekend, I saw the Ferris wheel being put up. Oh, yep. So So they've been very diligent about checking all their rides after that um, earthquake. What happened? um, One of the rides, like, flew off died oh my gosh i didn't know did that. you not see that uh-uh. oh that was like that was a before my time news story yeah that was before you had probably made national news. i think that there i mean i've never rode fair rides yeah I'm i don't not really ride trust person. rides that can be taken down and put back together yeah that's very true but um um kids bop is on friday oh yeah i, I totally forgot about that, Every, or is that all a, maybe it's thursday i wanted to go to that right yeah because all everyone we know all of you out there really want to go to kids bop and then um gabrielle iglesias like the comedian fuzzy mm-hmm. is performing at the at the fair, fair. Night. yeah it is yeah there's a, a lot of live music happening at the fairgrounds yep. and if you get your ticket that also is admission into the fair mm-hmm. so if you see anybody cool going like check it out because free fair admission with that ticket yeah what a deal yeah for sure okay what fest what fest what fest is happening this week um, what fest is a fest happening in franklinton according to the website there's supposed to be like the opposite of coachella <laughs> I don't know what that really means okay. because it's still like a music festival, but it's in Franklinton and tickets are um, $30 for the entire weekend. You can get 20 for day passes because it's two nights, but they have a lot of live music, a lot of bands. It seems very um, alternative, hippie, not hippie. Maybe I it's guess supposed Coachella to be like the be... new hip hipster version of. Yeah, I have no clue, but if you're in Franklinton and you, or and if you yeah. like live music that right. could be, and you don't want to go to the fair. Yeah. There you go. You have too many options, but... Yeah, and then it's also Grandview Hop this weekend. It is. It's the last Saturday of the month. So I will be trying to go to that. Maybe I'll do the fair and Grandview Hop in That's one a lot to do. Day. I mean, there's a lot happening. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a busy weekend. If that's not enough for you, Khalid is coming this Friday to Nationwide. I'm sure it's going to be packed. So, like, on one hand, if you want to see Khalid go to nationwide on the other hand if you don't want to be with like 12 million people in a lot of traffic avoid downtown <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly avoid that area what is it vine street nationwide nationwide boulevard nationwide boulevard that's what it's called yep of course um there's another festival coming it's the two by two hip-hop festival it's on west broad street it's like hip-hop and rap um graffiti artists food trucks like lots of alternative like if that's your thing that's for you so saturday that's happening. I, I just got a flashback to, you know, in High School Musical when they're singing Stick to the Status Quo. Stick to the Status Quo. Yeah, and the girl quo. is like, hip hop is cool. my passion. Oh, yeah. I love to pop and block and, and jam and break. Oh, my God. Yeah, if that's you, if that, like, if you were in high school and you loved that and, like, you still are sticking with it, then this <laughs> then is for you. you. Stick to the Status Quo. Also, um, Farmer's market's happening. Worthington is like, they, they've been happening all summer, but I think that now is like the peak season. So like crops are finally coming in. So you're not going to go to the farmer's market and see like people selling windows because I've, that happened to me like the first farmer's market I went to. Um, there's one in, there's one in Clintonville. There's one in Worthington. They're both on Saturday. Yeah. I think Easton's is during the week. Easton's is during the week. There is a farmer's market. Check your local suburb. There's probably a farmer's Check market Check your local there. F- suburb for sure. There's a farmer's market on Wednesdays from 3.30 to 6.30 at the Franklin P- Franklinton Park Conservatory, which I didn't know about. I thought that was kind of neat. 
And the it's not that any not the people really like are hanging out at the Franklin Gym Park Conservatory on Wednesdays, but they used to close at five and for the summer they're having extended hours. I think they're open to seven. Oh, cool. So just wanted to say and then if you miss Jazz and Ribs Fest, oh, uh, yeah. you're in luck because there's another Jazz and Ribs Fest this weekend and um, it's vegan. <laughs> it's vegan. So it's the second annual Vegan Ribs Fest at Saver Point on Indianola. So that's on Saturday. For sure, check that out. Um, if that doesn't seem interesting to you, then go check out the Whitehall Food Truck Festival. It's hosted by Whitehall. It's free to anyone who wants to go. I'm assuming there will be food trucks. There was not a ton of information on it, but you want food go truck food, go to find more to get one. there's also 400 market which is on sunday and it's like 400 west and rich so there was in like franklinton in again. franklinton yeah it was taken from like an it was like an idea from franklinton fridays it's it's separate for um local art and trade opportunities and just like sort of so cultivating more, more shopping of a, rather than like art yeah exactly but it's just more of like cultivating more culture in franklinton cool which is what's happening down there yeah so. there's a lot going on there's a lot I'm happening really this weekend now. columbus so go definitely out get it. out there um go enjoy it and tell and your friends about our podcast tell your friends about our podcast report back to us on how they went so yes. thanks and until then we'll